There's so much dog hair in here, I can't even explain it to you, man. <laughs> Ursula is shedding so hard that Kyla made me bring her with her to recording. Or bring her with me. Oh, I feel so bad for whoever comes in here on Monday. Okay, here we go. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 179. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan and Big Earth, and today we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by going back to the land of the rising sun for a round of bare knuckle showdown. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to return to our roots and take a trip to the land of the rising sun by having a Ryan versus Brando ninjas versus samurais showdown right here on the show. We're going to thank some patrons. We're going to give away some super sweet prizes. We're going to talk about some brand new merch that just arrived at Casa del Brando. But before we do any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, face2facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Very much so, and they pulled through for us. They sent us our charity playmats, the 2 meters or 6.6 feet playmats for giveaway that you saw in the CCO pre-show yesterday, and those are going to be available to one lucky Twitter or Facebook retweeter or sharer or friend tagger. We'll talk about that in a second, but before that, good vibe. Do you got one this week? Could we say that 6.6, like 6 foot 6 inches is approximately one Dwayne the Rock Johnson? So I think that's how tall he was. Uh, I think he's 6'3". Ah, damn it. We have to think of somebody who's awesome that's 6'6", because everybody will know who that is, because like 6 foot 6 is so, like, I think that Michael Jordan was 6 foot 6. Really? I thought he was like 100 feet tall, honestly. I thought he was the green giant. He's just so big. Only 6'6", hey? Uh, you know what? We're gonna go with that. Only six six. Yeah, he can only <laughs> he only has to duck like to fit through a door. That's true. Yeah, he has to. He can't buy a regular sized car. Yes, he has a size seventeen shoe. Yeah, he, <laughs> he gets Lamborghini and Ferrari to make him cars that are a little bit bigger because he can afford to XL them. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine going to like Porsche and being yeah, I want the Porsche nine eleven turbo and I I want that shit extra large. Oh, man, and Michael Jordan can do it. He was, like, the first professional athlete in the world to ever be, like, have a net worth of a billion dollars or something. Wow. Yeah, he was the first one. And he played basketball with Bugs Bunny. That's probably the coolest thing he did. Yeah, the the movies and the merchandising deals with Nike and then branching off into, like, his own brand of Air Jordans. Yeah, none of that, none of that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So what are we going to do? We're going to do good vibes. Is that what we were talking about? Good vibes. Okay, I had a I had a couple. I'm going to I'm going to go with this a magic related one and there's a personal one that I just want to send a, a quick shout out to if that's okay. Sure, do it. Okay. This last week, I paid off my very very first student debt. Usually you come out of school with two around here. Yeah, there's like a provincial one and a and a national one, and I paid off my provincial student loan. And there were so many people that were so happy for me. I got so many messages being like, dude, that's so cool. That's so great. So that was just a really good feeling for me to be supported by so many people. And that was just neat. That's a cool vibe. Other thing, I was talking about it on the pre-show. I played some more magic with our dudes Lenny and Max Crandell and Dan Krause. Love those guys. I scumbagged all of them. I trashed them all night long. We drank some beers. And I'm looking so forward to getting back to the table with you and all the CCO dude bros and all the people in the EDH and M play group real soon. Oh, man. Me too. Uh, Like, I'm looking forward to nothing more 
than either getting together at your house or Effie Smitty or Jesse's house or, like you say, F&M, the coach after EDH&M, which is what we call F&M for any new listeners because we play EDH. So awesome. It's going to be so great. We've got a new patron to thank from our local EDH&M community. We'll get to that in a second, but I've got two good vibes as well. One magic-related, one sort of just kind of personally related. I was talking about one on the pre-show as well. We got together with my neighbors, and I know, like I said in the pre-show, not exactly physical social distancing protocol, but we stayed out in the yard and we drank a bunch of beer. My leg and, and hip was feeling good enough that we just like had a had a yard party and the kids were like on their bikes. I'm lucky enough that my neighbors are all the same kind of ages as me and, and me and Rebecca. So we all kind of just drank some beer and were basic bitches and all tried White Claw. I didn't try any because I tried it before and I fucking hate it. Uh, and it was just fun. I ended up staying till like two in the morning. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah. It, it didn't it didn't hurt that there was a temperature record broken it was it was almost 30 degrees the other day so yeah 28 degrees that was an impressive day ursula hated it so much oh, when yeah, we were out on our walk she she's was still just, got her winter coat on oh man like dogs can't sweat except for, like their their little toe pads and their tongues she was just i thought she was gonna die when we got her home i felt really bad and that's it oh man <laughs> poor thing she's laying here now just like wrapped up in a little ball in the corner we have the ac on for her yeah she's very hot yeah my, my magic-related good vibe is all of the input that CCO Nation has given me via our communist Calamax cookout deck-building channel on our Discord server. They've contributed. They've helped me do cuts. They've suggested ads. They've suggest, suggested alters that they would like to do for the deck because it's going to be 100% altered like I was talking about last week and on YouTube last week. Right. And the deck is coming together. I had a lot of stuff in there that I thought I wanted to play, but once I heard some of the reasoning for why it might not be good or, you know, this goes infinite with fucking everything. Like if you want it to be a fun <laughs> casual deck, maybe you cut that. And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't even notice that like Calamax and Ral is it conduit or whatever his name is, the planeswalker. Like yeah. if you copy an opponent's spell like with one of our copy spells we can just target our own copy with our copy and then i have an infinitely large commander like i didn't notice a lot of the very subtle interactions and everybody on there has been really good at helping me with cuts and the deck's coming along it's all the way up to 24 lands now (laughs) (laughs) so i need a couple more cuts and then i think i'm gonna finalize like version one of the deck and start getting people to maybe just start doodling on basic lands or if somebody has a really good idea for a card that I know is going to stay in the deck forever, maybe I'll get them to send me an altered copy or I'll send them out a, maybe a foil one for them to just destroy and ruin. CCO, <laughs> CCO Brando altar style. Oh, ooh, I, got a, I got a few more of those I'm working on too. This oh, is- yeah. Oh, hey. You know what? I I sent you I sent you the list with names and addresses for everybody that you need from our new patrons that we have to shout out and nickname. Ooh, I got that and I'm pumped. All of them are things that I haven't I don't have in stock, so I'll get to to do some some fancy thinking. Well, you know what? If you're going to be doing a lot more VEDH, virtual EDH that is, I'll stop, I'll drive by your house and like I'll I'll wrap a brick and the, those tokens, I'll wrap those a brick and those tokens in this playmat that we're giving away, and I'll huck it through your front window, 
<laughs> kind of like if I was driving past Max Crandell's house. Right. And then you'll have the playmat that you could use on VEDH for everybody to see what it looks like. And you'll have the tokens because I have the tokens, birds and wolves and just random. Like a, there was a, the, a request for a Seder. I don't remember who requested that, but uh, we'll get there. I think I have some of those actually. And if I, and even if I don't, I have some of those really cool human tokens from, uh, what is it? Uh, no, I can't think of the name. The fairy tale place that we were just on. Eldrain. Eldrain. The Eldrain human tokens, it turns out, are very versatile and can be virtually anything I want them to be. Yeah, just draw horns on them. Boom. Seder token. <laughs> but bend her knees backwards. Give her some little hairy <laughs> pants. Right? Yeah. Give her a, Give her a beer and a fucking ambrosia. I don't know what that is. But I draw one. So, Hell yeah. Yeah, you know what? Everybody seems to like those, and they are a personal little touch, a, a gift from us that we are happy to provide to our patrons because they do help us with the bandwidth and the show storage and, and just keeping the virtual lights on, as it were, right? Because it, it, it starts to add up when we, when we don't want to take any of the previous 178 episodes off of the internet. <laughs> That's the thing, hey. Or just like replay one of them. It's like yeah. I don't want to do episode 180. Let's just re-air episode four. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Nobody's listening anyway. Let's just keep putting out episodes. It'll be fine. That's it. Well, <laughs> you know what? Some people are listening, and we've got some new nicknames for them. Uh oh. So of course the CCO nickname is a rite of passage for patrons. I don't know why anybody wants them, but big shout out, big thank you, and big F you to Mike McLift. McLift? Yes. Excellent, hey? Yeah, he sounds like he could either be a really jacked dude like me or, or hear me out, he could also be a really good bra because he provides a lot of McLift. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I want, mm -hmm. I want cam girl McLift. I like that. Yeah, I did that. Cam girl McLift. I hey, I will give coins. <laughs> I will tip Shamrocks or whatever the hell the fucking site <laughs> yeah, is. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Next shout out, and this guy already has a nickname, and we didn't even we didn't. I mean, we we meant to, but we didn't actually mean to. Oh. Five color mono white angel Aaron. Oh hell yeah! Welcome aboard, dude. So he joins the Discord, and there's like middle fingers flying every which way because that's I love a, that. Yeah, that's how everybody says hello in the Discord. And like within one minute, his next post is like, "Hey, great to be here." And he already changed his nickname on the <laughs> Discord to Five Color Mono White Angel Aaron. So it's great to have you. He wants a, an, an altar from me or a Brando altar once we get all back together at our LGS and and do the EDH and M and go out for beers. And uh, we're going to meet up with him real soon once the province gets back open. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Oh, man, good vibe thing. I should tell the story. I tell stories all the time about all the loons that call in, hey, like all the kooks and they think, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. my God, the country's falling apart. The other day I had a call from this. He was so angry, this old man. He was so pissed off because with the shutdown of everything, of course, a lot of elective non life-saving surgeries have been canceled of course right yeah so and he's so mad because his wife can't get her hip operated on and it's like she's in so much pain and they're leaving it shut down and they're opening up massage parlors and 
uh, barber shops and all this crap. And he's so effing pissed off. And I'm like, hey, man, like the, the surgeries restart on Thursday. That man was so happy. I think he was crying. <laughs> he didn't know. Like, well, he didn't know. And he was so excited to like he could when his wife when he saw his wife again, he was going to tell her, hey, your surgery's back on. You're not going to be in pain anymore. And he was so effing happy. I made that guy's like entire year. Oh, it man. was so cool. Yeah. Like it was so nice to hear somebody just be that happy. So that was just, there's, there's a good vibe too. Good um, vibes for all, even the elderly in CCO Nation. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We truly aren't crippled up hip podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah, at least one of us isn't got a crippled up hip anyway. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, hey, so listen, continue with the nicknames. Yeah, we went through a couple. We went with Mike McLift, Five Color Angel Aaron. We've got a returning patron, Benedict Egg Roll. He came back. Oh, thank you for coming back. Patrick Zaragoza, Brandon Hunter increased their Patreon pledges. We appreciate that very much. Very much so. And final one, just from this morning, I'm and I'm like super easy name to say, but I'm sure I'm going to say it wrong. Patton Will or Patton Willie. I want to say like Wiley Patone. Nah, man. Patting his Willie. Oh, yeah. I wanted to make it sound like Wiley Coyote or like Wiley Patone. He's like real, real like New Mexican tequila smuggler, but Padding Willie. Yeah, Padding Willie. That sounds more like Spanking Monkey, and we all know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't, don't Google it. Do not Google anything (laughs) that we say. We say ever, yeah. So huge thank you. Welcome aboard. F you to all the patrons. I don't know why anybody wants those nicknames, but they are fun for us. We have a good time with it. That's a thing. That's it. So last kind of good vibe thing before we get to our double deck, our double decker, our upper double decker. <laughs> no, don't upper decker. Don't yeah, no, Google don't. One day I'll tell the upper decker story. It's it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, almost as good as crapping somebody else's pants. Yes. It's right up there. It's very good. Oh, man. CCO Classics. Crap in other people's pants cookout podcast. <laughs> we have oh. got we've got some new merch. Uh-oh. Yeah, and you don't have it in your hand. You didn't show it on the pre-show, but I probably did an overlay of, like, the digitized version of it. These are going to be up on commandercookout.com slash store. We've got some brand new CCO coasters okay now we have to say i've been i've been racking my brains because we got a brand stuff that's very important okay so how do you like cc coasters? oh yes ah oh i was just gonna go to the classic coaster cookout but here we can't do that for everything or it won't stand out so cc coasters. you're gonna get some cc coasters now some of them will be for sale in sets of four so you and your pod can not damage the surface of your table like we do at brando's house Everybody uses a coaster at Brando's house. (laughs) And some of them will be for future giveaways because they're just a fun little thing that is, is, uh, and I'll just say it, very on brand for us because we like to drink, we like to share drinks. I'm notoriously bad for sharing drinks. Rebecca gives me hell whenever I buy my friends drinks at the bar. (laughs) Not that we go to the bar anymore, but you know what I'm saying. I do. So they're fun. They're, again, just a nice little tribute to anybody who wants them, and they're a great way to support the show. So we're happy to give those to everybody. And 
or get those to everybody and and they'll be available as soon as i can get them in my hands so i can actually see them to take maybe some pictures of some drinks and get them up on the website cool i mean i can use them during stream or i can throw some pictures up as well oh yeah just yeah. no clothes just coasters where like your boobs would be there it is yes and other parts too but you yeah. might need three or four of them stacked like vertically to oh yeah definitely yeah, yeah. yeah they're only yeah. four inches by four inches so you might need at least two four or five probably yeah, so, <laughs> depending on how cold it is outside yeah <laughs> <laughs> So oh. getting into it, we've got two decks and these were submitted by our creative team on the Discord channel. These are the topest of tier patrons, T Coats and Big Dick Jones. <laughs> I, I, I told everybody I love that those we're, we're looking for decks that are part of the arc of good vibes. And I shit you not, within 30 seconds of each other, we've got a ninja deck that was submitted and a samurai deck that was submitted. And it was like, boom, boom. I was like, oh my God, there's like ninjas versus samurais. It's just like, it's like 1700s Japan. <laughs> we have to do it. So. And and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out that we thought you would take the ninja deck and there's sort of a loose Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme to it. Loose. Are you kidding me? Loose. I, it is not loose, Ryan. It, it is so <laughs> over the top in your face if i didn't tell you it was a ninja turtle deck people would fucking figure it out immediately yeah it's pretty much turtle tribal with nin ninjutsu cards <laughs> that's what what more do you want and i am taking the jeskai samurai deck that is very jeskai staply because samurais are actually really bad creatures but there is an amount of tension that i think would be would be present when you play the deck like Oh, if I block, all my blockers will die because Bushido. But if I don't block, like, he just... I'll just take one because all the creatures Well, suck. there's a whole bunch of damage doublers, <laughs> right? That's true. They play all of the damage doublers. The only thing that I think the deck is missing, and maybe we'll talk about it a little bit right now, is like a, a, a Videlcan Ori or a Leyline of Anticipation to, to increase the tension. Like, ooh, if I don't block, he could just, like, flash in a damage doubler, and I'm dead. So that would be my suggestion for the deck. That's a thing. If uh, if you want to look at them right now, like, do you want wh wh which one do you want to start with? Uh, you can go first. We'll save best for last. Okay, so I have the Jeskai Samurai deck, and these are a little bit going to be just mini deck techs to kind of give you an overview. And I, over the last year, I've said on the pre-show yesterday, have taken a, a liking to bad decks. <laughs> <laughs> i like piloting decks that have very big flaws built into them and trying to pilot them to a victory it makes me feel good smart it's fun and again it's usually high tension so this deck was right up my alley and if you go down into the show notes and you'll see a link to this to this deck the glaring hole in it you'll be able to see is the 23 cards that are listed under the word creatures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ten of those creatures have the mechanic Bushido. Oh, my God. You'll recognize that from the Kamigawa block. 
So you already know that it's awesome. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Completely coincidentally, I just covered Bushido and other mechanics on Commander Ad Populum. So if you want to hear more about it, you can go there. Bushido essentially is Bushido and then a number. And if the creature with Bushido is blocked or blocks, it gets plus number plus number. In most cases, plus one or plus two, right? Bushido one or Bushido two. So yeah. it's got a bunch of bunch of crap with fucking like that ability. Such <laughs> format all stars uh, like devoted retainer Bushido one, Ooh. Araba Moth Rider, Battle Mad Ronin, Konda's Hatamoto. <laughs> Great stuff. Great stuff. Are they talking about the guy or the hat? Konda's hat. Hat a moto. It's a motorbike hat. The, the hat is a motorbike. Oh, neat. So it, That's pretty it, it cool. It's like a transformer. Yeah, okay. yeah, it could be a vehicle as well. He should, he should have crew one as well as Bushido one. <laughs> if he was only printed these days, hey? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he costs less mana. <laughs> Yeah, yep. that too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. ten Bushido samurai creatures, four lords, two of which you can like um adaptive automaton and the what metallic mimic. Metallic mimic, yeah, that you can choose which creature it's a lord for. There's an Elish Norn. So this is like an early game one, two, three drop start attacking type deck. And then it's got various archetypes, like the archetype of gives all your creatures flying archetype of give all of your creatures first strike to make your attackers very good. It's got wonder and it's got anger. Those are the incarnations. If they're in your graveyard, you control a basic, your creatures have haste or flying. Right. And then a bunch of damage doubling effects. And that is where the tension comes in where it's like, Ooh, he's got, you know, he's representing maybe 10 or, or 12 power on the board. And I'm at 20. Does he have a damage doubler in his hand? Am I going to die next turn if I attack somebody else? Like, do I got to leave blockers open? That's the kind of deck and magic that I like. Like, oh, and you're an idiot. You tapped out no creatures or you left one open. I'm going to remove it because I'm playing Jeskai. And then I'm going to kill you with my damage doubler. And when you say damage doubler, you mean Furnace of Wrath, Dictate of the Twin Gods, and Rage Reflection. Correct. Yeah. Those are enchantments for some number of red and another number double all damage dealt two things yeah that's right we've got other things like like there's an Eroes god of victory he's he's a four seven god from original theros white blue sorry white red two indestructible your devotion to white and red has to be seven or else it's not a creature blah 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 creatures you control have menace that's another tension adding card what does that mean again? <laughs> I knew you're gonna ask. It makes your creatures all have to be blocked by two or more creatures. Oh. So if you're alpha striking and they only have like three, three blockers, maybe if they could distribute three blockers to three of my attackers, they would be fine. But because two of their creatures have to block one of mine, and then the other one can't block at all because all my stuff has menace, that's gonna let me alpha strike in. And if that wasn't enough, you also prevent all damage that would be dealt to attacking creatures I control. Yes, it's an attacky Boros Commander card, but this one does allow us to Alpha Strike, right? This is a really good uh, reason when you were saying uh, Vidalcan Ordery earlier. 
if you were to play that in a deck like this, once your creatures are attacking, you could then play your Blasphemous Act or your Chain Reaction or your Earthquake, if you're running those, at instant speed to wipe out everybody else's stuff. And since your dudes are attacking, they won't take any damage. That's right. It prevents all the damage. That's excellent. That's a pretty, that's a pretty niche situation. But, I mean, for the times where it works, to play cards you're going to play anyway, that's a good situation to be in. Yeah, for the cards you're going to play anyways and the other thing is like okay i'm jammed all these bad cards together but if i crafted a scenario in game through learning like the optimal lines or the optimal way to play a pile of fucking trash you're still gonna win (laughs) games because you're gonna be like oh yeah attack prevent all the damage to my guys you can block my guys will get bigger and and kill your guys or i'll just blasphemous act anyways if if you're running the the instant speed enabling cards so other than that there are a whole bunch of like you said in the pre-show or before the show jeskai staples there's path to exile swan song swords to plowshares boros charm counterspell rift negate chaos warp stuff like that the good stuff that is going to keep the way clear and make it really challenging for your opponents to block given that our our creatures our samurais all have bushido so even if they did have something like one of your Ninja Turtles that's got a, a high toughness, when you block my Bushido guy, it's going to get big, big, big and kill your blocker anyways. So it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, playing a coat of arms too, so that's a strike against us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, damn it. I just, made a, I just made an order online and I forgot a coat of arms. I want to buy one just to troll you. Like, you, you just want to, like, get an order in the mail and pull the coat of arms out of it and say, hey, I spent five bucks on this. Wait, hang on. I spent ten bucks on this? Oh, no. Just to just to spite me? No, 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 no. I want to kill you with it. Good luck. <laughs> Not killing anybody with it. <laughs> yeah. I play tribal all the time, dude. I will definitely have bigger creatures oh, than man, you. Oh, man, that's excellent. So... Did we did we talk about the the worst card in the deck, the card that is so bad that only a CCO deck would play it? So bad oh my God. that it isn't even in the creature section, even though it is a creature in both of its forms. Give it a read. Bushy Tenderfoot, quite possibly one of the worst cards I've ever seen in my life, is a one one for one white with. Whenever a creature dealt damage by Bushi Tenderfoot this turn is put into a graveyard, flip it over, and then it flips into a double-striking Bushido 2-3-4. But a 1-1 has to kill a creature in fighting. So you have to make it big enough and then have it not get blocked by something that isn't either going to kill it or die when it kills it's the most outrageous <laughs> card i've ever it sucks so much i was like i was like well it's got bushido so if it blocks it'll it's fine and you're like but it, no it doesn't no it doesn't <laughs> no it doesn't it's it's oh, terrible man, i won't ever be able to look at this card without laughing it flips into kenzo the hard hearted right that sounds like something dirty cuz i'm sure that's ever happened ever <laughs> <laughs> What if I what if I cast Elishnorn and then attacked with this and you and you blocked instead of taking three and then you were like before damage kill your Elishnorn your guy fucking dies <laughs> oh man every time I'll kill yes. I'll kill the thing that I was gonna kill because I wanted to kill it anyways in killing Elishnorn and just by the by your bushy tenderfoot 
dies. <laughs> yeah, and to prove a point, I'm also going to kill this shitty creature. <laughs> so good. Oh, that's so no, good. That's no, so awesome. No, in, instead, of, instead of that, instead of blocking and killing it, I'll block it with my O2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, no. you know, listen, we rag on the deck, but like I said, it does play a lot of high power cards in those Jeskai staples. <clears throat> Elish Norns and what have you. And it does play an underutilized tribe. Whether the tribe is good or not is irrelevant. It felt like a very CCO deck. And I'm glad that Big Dick Jones submitted it. And I mean, to be fair, Bushido is a neat ability. It's not powerful, really, as some other abilities are powerful, but it's cool. And it does have some neat little hidden gems that we've seen a couple of times, but not very often, and stuff like Angel's Trumpet. Yep. Or uh, Goblin War Drums is really cool. Invasion Plans is a good creature that, or a card that you don't see super often. So there is some there's some neat stuff in here that you don't often see. Most of it, of course, is kind of Boros attacky, attacky, attack stuff. But it's still cool. Yeah. And you know what I like about a deck like this is if you ever did get tired of the, the samurai tribe or gimmick or wanted to upgrade the power level, you could change samurais into pick your tribe in yeah literally anything else yeah and and you'd still have the things like coat of arms and vanquisher's banner and you know the 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 jeskai staples that i was talking about you'd still have a bunch of the core of the deck the metallic mimic and the adaptive automaton and you could just switch all the samurais out and put humans in or put soldiers or goblins or angels all of those tribes would fit directly into this this scheme that he's got built absolutely um other cool creatures real quick i because i've never i've seen them before but never really thought about them and they're check this out they're creatures with samurai or they're samurais with bushido and they're good so check this out there's a samurai of the pale curtain that's a cool hate bear oh yeah oh yeah i had that on my show notes it's a it's rest in peace but a samurai yeah, it's a 2-2 two, two for 2. Permanents going to the graveyard are in the exile zone instead. That's pretty cool, right? Yep. And the other one is, I mean, it's kind of only good in this deck, but there are ways around this. In Kentaro the Smiling Cat, it's a 2-1 for white 1, has Bushido 1, and you can pay X rather than pay the mana cost of samurai spells, where X is the spell's converted mana cost. So it mana fixes you in white. And if you have a way of turning all of your other creatures in your hand into samurais then you can maybe get around playing some you know a, a funky mana base or something let's say you wanted to play five color angels and if you could turn all your angels into samurais you could use kentaro to play them very much so and i was just looking at arcane adaptation to see if that affected creature spells in our hand but it doesn't it's just creature types in play that are the chosen creature type so Everything I you think, can choose everything to become samurai. So even your Elish Norn would become a samurai to get buffed from your your adaptive automaton and stuff. So I like it. Sure, it's it's neat. It's cool. So there's there's the samurai deck. And the final thing about the deck, because we didn't actually say it, and this is the jankiest, most CCO thing I've ever seen. The commander of this deck to make it Jeskai, not even a fucking samurai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's because he wanted blue, right? Yeah. Like, where are you going to find a Jeskai Samurai? Even though that rhymes and sounds like a really cool, like, baby metal-esque 
Eastern rock band. Jeskai Samurai Wizards, make it happen. The commander yeah. is Shu Yun the Silent Tempest. He's a human monk, 3-2 for blue 2. He's got prowess, so the 17 spells and artifacts and stuff are going to make him big. And whenever you cast a non-creach, you can pay Boros Boros Hybrid. If you do, target creature gains double strike until end of turn. That's important when you have something that is big or something that has trample or flying or whatever, it's target creature. And normally Shu Yun reserves that ability to pump himself, but it is target creature. I just wanted to mention that. That's yeah, he's a, I mean he's kind of a backup plan for the deck too. Like you can just sneak in with him and win the game. Oh yeah, especially because you're playing it's a like, real thing. You're playing aggravated assault to double combat steps. Like there's there's some there's enough shit in here where you could get Shu Yin and to to do 15 or 100 damage. You could do oh, it. Oh, yeah. I love 15 or 100 damage. <laughs> They're basically the same number, really. Yeah. Right. So that's Samurai's. What do you got? I got ninjas, Ryan, and I'm going to read my commanders right away. I have Siddhar Kondo of Jamura, a 2-5 for green-white 2 with flanking, so Oppo Bushido. It, get ruined. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, if your creature blocks, they get minus one, minus one for whatever the flanking. Anyway, and it says creatures your opponents control without flying or reach can't block creatures with power two or less. It also has partner, and the partner in this case is Silas Ren, Seeker Adept, which is a 2-2 for blue-black one with death touch. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you choose a artifact card in your graveyard and return it. Oh, you can play it this turn. Yeah, so... Very cool. Yeah, I I very much like the commander selection. They it it lets it lets T coats lean into the ninja colors and the turtle colors because turtles come in <laughs> green and blue and ninjas come in blue and black. Specifically, we've got thirteen turtles and a door in the siege tower just in case. Okay, now the turtles are as follows. I, I wrote this down so I could just do it real quick, okay? Just so we all can get it. There's Crush, Gamera, the Giant Sea Turtle, Grandmaster Ogwe, Howard, Camobidas, the Lion Turtle, Morla, Pong Pagong, Shelly, Tardy Turtle, Terraspin, Toka, Tortoise John, and Tuck. What? Yep. Because all the turtles are the fucking same. It doesn't matter if I got their names right, Ryan. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> those were all literary turtles. All of those turtles are from like TV and books and stuff. What about like the actual Ninja Turtles? Well, that would be too obvious. Oh, you could reserve Ninja Turtle names for some of the ninjas. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? The point is turtles are all creatures that are mildly well-costed that have a power of one or two or zero, and then a toughness of four or five or six. And then they have some kind yeah. of an ability, most of them, but the idea is they're in here because they're unblockable unless your creatures, your opponents have creatures of flying or reach, and they deal damage equal to their toughness because of things like Doran or Arcane Assault Formation is another one, or yeah. what's the other one? Is it bo 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 bo? High Alert is the other one. Where your creatures yeah, will deal damage equal to their ass instead of their fist. <laughs> ass breathing. Or ass damage. Yes. 
So when I when I saw the link and when I clicked on it, I was like, okay, Ninja Turtle theme. Like, there's gonna be like a one to one comparison. This card is Michelangelo. This card is Donatello. That's what I thought, right? Because usually when people send us theme decks, they'll give us like a 700 mile long novel of <laughs> this is this card, this is this card, this is this card. And typically we don't feature those very often. But with this deck, I was surprised to see, just as an example, Armored Whirl Turtle, right? And it's like, that's a 5-5 five, five for 3 when you have Doran the Siege Tower. It's unblockable if you have your commander, Siddhar Kondo of Jamora. So the deck actually has, like, clever and good includes to the tune of 13 turtles. And then if your creatures are unblockable, you can flash in or ninjutsu in one or more of the 12 ninjas that are in here. Ninjas are pretty good, and they all have some kind of a hit you get wrecked ability like draw a card or i think there's one that kills a non-black creature they're all pretty good uh we're running a bunch of them there's also the commander ninjutsu one right yuriko i think we're running all the commander slash what is it modern horizons ones yep but yuriko the tiger's shadow it has commander ninjutsu which doesn't matter whenever a ninja any ninja Deals damage to a player, you reveal the top card of your library, put it into your hand, and each opponent loses life equal to its converted mana cost. He didn't lean too hard into that, but that's that's some shit. It'll three you a bunch of times. Yeah, it, it'll it'll do extra damage, right? Which yeah. is important if you're spreading out your attacks across all players to make everybody's life total slowly go down till sometime you can alpha strike, right? And there's a, a ton of card draw in here with some of the creatures that hit you or things like Bident of Thassa, Coastal Piracy. I'm sure the the new one from Ikoria that has cycling, I'm sure it'll go in here as well just to, to keep the engine running, right? I feel like Ikoria has a lot more... Like, it has a lot to add to this deck, including... And and this is this is big time, Ryan. It includes adding mutants to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle deck because we're in mutate colors. And I play, like, as much as I dump on Arena and I don't really like Arena or Standard, I do play a mutate deck on there that's green and blue. And let me tell you, if you can bounce your mutated monstrosity back into your hand and you get all five of the creatures in that pile back in your hand, you get to play them all again and mutate them all again and get all those benefits over again. The other day I was playing a guy, he had a, a mono blue deck, and all he had for removal was bounce, like unsummon and stuff. And, oh, get wrecked. Oh, dude, it was heinous. Like I'd attack him with like a, I had the, what's it called? Uh, it's, uh, uh, Essence Symbiote, that's the name. It's a 2-2 that whenever you mutate a creature, the creature gets a plus one, plus one counter, and you gain two life. So I was attacking with like a 9-10 or whatever the hell the creature was, and he unsummoned it, and then I just played it again and then i made it have flying and draw a card and then i made it still have flying draw me another card get a land and then it drew another card and drew me a land and what did it do after that made a three three and then when i evolved it again it got bigger and bigger i'm gaining life and the guy just eventually scooped because he couldn't handle all of my fucking value 
So the point is, add mutants. You add a dream tale Huron you could put in here. You could put cub wardens. You can, like, make more lifelinking cats. You could put gem razor in to kill artifacts and enchantments. You could put a migratory great horn to make your ramp better. You can play pouncing shore shark so you can say you play pouncing shore shark. <laughs> and you, there were shark bad guys in Ninja Turtles, wasn't there? I sure hope I so. Think, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of street sharks, no, and they were good guys. There is a shark. I can't think of his damn name though. He was even in the at, fighting game, but he's 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 a real creature. He is a real Ninja Turtle creature. At CCO Brando on Twitter, when you know that name, yes, yes, I feel bad that I don't know it. I should know. No, it. that's that's fine. That's fine. You sound like a pro when you actually play standard and know the names of all the cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's the deck I play, so I know some of the dudes. But like, you could throw them in there pretty easy. You just maybe, uh, I mean, when I, we were talking before the show, like you could just cut black, I guess, or you could cut out some of the uh, value artifact package that we have in here to take advantage of Silas Ren. Like we're playing all the baubles and uh, all of the spell bombs and stuff so that you can recycle them with your Silas Ren. Like, we have an Executioner's Campbell for, Capsule, for an example. It's an artifact for one, has black black one-tap, sack it, destroy a non-black creature, and then you can just do that and get it back with Silas. So there's those recyclable artifact value things, and you could just... Yeah, that yeah. was actually one of my notes with Silas in particular. He gives you access to blue and black, which we need. We need blue at least, so if we did cut them, we'd see uh, maybe another blue including partner commander but the the actual suite of art 16 artifacts in the deck pair very nicely and very cleverly with silas because he gets things back that are small right yeah and they draw you cards and they do all sorts of stuff there's an aether spell bomb there's a which bounces a creature right so that could even play into your mutate thing you could sack it to draw a card or sack it to bounce a creature there's instead of the three mana artifacts that give you mana of any color he's playing all of the talismans of curiosity dominance hierarchy talisman of progress resilience right because they're two mana ones that silas silas ren can get back wafer's bauble is another one and then like you mentioned executioners and dispellers capsules i'm surprised that we don't see the talismans more often even I don't play Oh, them. Silas, hey, Silas Ren just gets back any artifact card from your graveyard, right? Oh, yeah, you can get back anything you want. It doesn't have to be low cost. It just oh, happens to be. Oh, I thought it was be. two or less. Well, you get to keep more mana up if you play things that are yeah, low. Yeah, I suppose. And I mean, talismans yeah, yeah. are just faster than playing things that cost three. Yeah. Right? Like, and you know what? The, the talismans are not to be trifled with. They are some of the most oft-included mana rocks on edhrec.com. Nobody... Or in our own personal EDH group, none of us play a high number of them. I've got a couple decks that play one or two if I needed like that eighth or that tenth mana rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like like this deck, this three color deck, it is common to see three or four or five or six or like every single one in a four or five color deck that you can play. It is common to see that in decks. We are playing six of them. Yeah. And you could just cut and, some of them and put mutants in. Fuck and yeah. an arcane and an arcane signet, which is technically the same thing except better. Yeah, it's just better in every way. Yeah. In, in every <laughs> conceivable way, it's just a better card. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I, I mean, so what I'm saying is you have sweet unblockable ninja turtles that hit you with their asses, and you could pair those with fucking sweet mutants that give you nothing but value and work with your dope ass ninjas. And that's probably why ninjas are better than samurai. That's the moral of this story, right? 
Yeah, so we, we both did sort of a mini deck tech. I offered that my deck shell could be switched out from samurais to angels or humans or goblins or name your tribe of choice in the Jeskai colors. You offered that we could switch out maybe some of the turtles or artifacts. No, leave or the turtles. Commander even. No, leave the turtles. Turtles leave have the to turtle. stay. Oh yeah, I guess if it's a ninja turtle deck, you got to leave them. But yeah. if you switched out Silas for another blue, including partner commander, that that allowed you to cut some of our artifact value stuff, we could play mutants for value. We want to know now at CCO Podcast at CCO Brando or on Facebook. I'll I'll post the the questions or the polls there as well. Who did it better? Who wore it better? Brando's Ninja Turtles or my samurai, whatever samurais wear? Let, let me throw one more thing into the mix. Let me just throw it in. I'm gonna I'm gonna next level myself. So, sure. So we got turtles, we got ninjas. We're gonna add mutants. Okay. If you were on the really long strategy and you were totally 100% committed to the idea of making a TMNT deck, you could go out, get your significant other, or if you are the girl, you get yourself knocked up, have a kid, wait 13 years, and then get them to play this deck, and then it would be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles deck. (laughs) The possibilities for this deck are limitless. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The flavor is real. If I build this deck now... In 11 years. I only have to wait 11 years. Oh, shit. My kid can do it. There it is. Oh, man. What are you waiting for, Ryan? (laughs) I got to buy this. Buy it. Buy, 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 buy. Add to cart. Buy now. (laughs) Oh, man. That is so god dang excellent. (laughs) (laughs) So watch the Facebook page and watch the Twitter pages for the polls. Of course, like them and share them. That helps the show grow. It helps get as many people involved as possible. And it is it is about spreading the good vibes. And we think we thought that when these two decks came in, bang bang in the creative channel, and then when we when we pitted them head to head and we thought, ah, oh, is it is it too gimmicky? Is it gonna be is it fun? Is it funny? We thought, oh fuck yeah, it is because it's just like the samurais are so bad. <laughs> And the Ninja Turtle theme is so funny, and they're they're just they're just great. I loved I love that we did them. Yeah, you can't not you can't look at decks like this and not think, oh man, this is cool. You you can't because that's what EDH is all about. It's like somebody going out and they have an idea and they build it and they put it down, and it's awesome. I don't know how good they perform in the wild, and I don't even care because they're fun, and that's the point. Very reminiscent of the format, and when we when we are communicating with each other pre-game or mid-game in between games like hey this is my this is my samurai tribal deck or this is my teenage mutant ninja turtles deck and you can get them altered or you can just like go to the dollar store and buy a bunch of like teenage mutant ninja turtle stickers and stick them on your cards yeah like because those turtles (laughs) are four cents you might as well (laughs) yeah yeah well isn't there one from legends uh i don't know it's probably four cents anyway even if it is from fucking legends Let's take a look. Uh, there's a that is Giant Turtle from Legends. It is a... Quarter. Quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 25 cents. And it's a 2-4 for green, green, one. Giant Turtle may not attack if it is attacked during your last turn. Oh, man. <laughs> it just can't attack. Like, it doesn't stay tapped. It doesn't get a... It doesn't get, like, a fucking dive down counter it just no no so it attacked last turn sorry it's just, it can't attack it's this just turn. tired it can't do it 
Yeah. You know what I you know what I love about this deck? I love that all of the turtle arts they all have those big snapping kind of hooked turtle beaks and they look like they're kind of smiling <laughs> or or they just look like miserable old assholes. They really do. Get off my lawn. <laughs> you give them little shotguns and little little rocking chairs. Old oh, age man. mutant. Oh, Ninja there's Turtles. a mirror entity in here. Mirror entity. You can alpha strike with turtles. Of course there's a mirror entity, Ryan. You swing in with all your unblockable dudes because their powers are two or whatever, and then you make all their powers to fucking ten, and then you just win. Yes, or draw 500 cards because you're also playing Edric Spy Master of Trest. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I think that this deck could be pretty potent. And you know what? You mentioned that the one turtle was a quarter these decks came in at the same time they almost came in to the exact same budget almost exactly they're within what like is it they're within six bucks i think right yes just less than six bucks one is 379 bucks the other is 385 and change in both scenarios and I think you could get those decks down to very affordable prices, not because people would give you cards in these decks. There is some very niche stuff that like people wouldn't just have lying around. But like for the ninjas, you could cut an assassin's trophy. You could cut a couple of those talismans. You could cut like a city of brass, a prismatic vista, all great cards. And if you have them, play them. But if you don't want to spend, you know, the the fifteen bucks here, the twenty five there, or the the six or eight bucks that the the ta- the old mirrored and talismans are, you could cut it and get that deck down to three hundred bucks. Oh, you get and... way lower than that. You just play a less refined mana base. Legit, dude, you could get this down to very very little yeah and the 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 rift the fetch lands and a few like eight to ten dollar cards from the samurai deck could be cut like there's a godsend in there it's like nine bucks do you need that exact equipment for your your samurai deck like you could just get the bushido one equipment from kamigawa block and it's both on theme and going to give plus one when they're blocked Right, and it's going to do kind of the same thing. And if you're playing Godsend, it ruins the Bushido because then you're just removing stuff from the game, and you're not killing them with the Bushido. You're taking away your your lousy creatures' only upside. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that to them? <laughs> oh man, yeah. So both decks could be made very affordable, and they looked like they would be a ton of fun. And I would want nothing more than to sit down, like you and I and T Coats and Big Dick Jones at a Magic Fest in the future, wherever that, whatever that means or looks like, and just like jam, jank, tribal. We'd be JJT podcast. Hell yeah, I am there. I am there for it. <laughs> I have shitty elementals. I got two bad cats. Oh, I am, I am ready, baby. I am ready. Oh, wh- what is my jank tribal deck? Oh, it would have to be Mistform Ultimus. I don't know, man. Because That's a pretty it's good It's everything deck. tribal and nothing tribal. That's true, but it's pretty good. I don't know how jank it is. That's nah, it's yeah. it's still pretty jank. It's not pretty jank. Yeah, it's it's all foil. Except for the, the one pimp non uh dark misprint Griffin Canyon, hey? Oh fuck. Which you man. will if never own, by a... the way, because you would better Listen. get that shit while we're on lockdown, because the instant the game starts again, you will never get that card as long as I'm alive. CCO Nation, if anybody has a dark, misprinted 
Griffin Canyon from the Visions expansion. Get at me. I need it. Get at me and send it to me. Because no. I promise you it will be way funnier if I have it and Ryan doesn't. Oh, man. That would be just the fucking end of my life. <laughs> I have to clarify, too, because every time I say a dark misprinted one, everybody thinks it's from the dark. And they're like, I can't find the card that you're talking about. When I say dark misprinted, what I mean is the sheet from Visions, like the rare sheet when it was being printed, got a double layer of black ink printed onto the card so it's darker it's misprinted darker but it's from the visions expansion from 1996 or 7 and they're they're pretty noticeable like they're not black but you can tell like if you hold it up next to another card of the time you can tell they this is this is those cards you can you can you can tell on the like the black cards like a like a vampiric tutor for example had this misprinting they're about four hundred dollars or four hundred fifty dollars and they are they are almost all black and gold cards like the old multicolored card frame looks very dark so dark misprinted visions griffin canyon i fucking need one okay well get at me. we'll find one now that we've had we, now that there haven't been any mfs for a while i'll bet you the vendors are just going to be chomping at the bit to sell all their weird oddity shit being like man i don't want to get stuck with any of this ever again oh man i know <laughs> i paid some chump fucking one dollar for this card now i can't sell it for 15 <laughs> ah, i'm sitting on too much inventory <laughs> that's we laugh but you you know somebody's saying that, right? You know they are. Oh, yeah. Well, I need that person to post it online somewhere. <laughs> no. No, they only sell it in person. It's like they want to... I want to see the eyes of the scumbag that gives me $15 for this thing I paid a dollar for. Oh, man. Yeah, people that like that is, are that's like everybody, isn't it? Well, wouldn't you? I, I, I kind of oh, want to yeah. see that. Yeah, man. That's a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess a couple final things here before we before we get out of here. Big thanks to... Big Dick Jones and T Coats from the creative channel on our Discord for submitting the decks. Ton of fun. We had fun. I had fun looking at them. Makes me reminisce from back in the day when I'd play my jank tribal mist form. You've got jank. We we play against five color mono white angel Aaron's jank <laughs> five color mono white deck. Like it just it makes me think of uh, F and M's and playing with friends and. F.U. Aiden's got that jank-ass red dragon deck that just, like, never wins because he either has no mana or only mountains. Yeah. Right? Like, it, uh, oh, they're lots of fun. Tribal's always fun to, to talk about and to play and to, to pit against each other. Don't forget to check out the Facebook and Twitter feeds for the poll. Whose deck is the winner, mine or Brando's? Don't forget to like, tag, retweet, or share for your chance to win the FU Cancel that we showed on the pre-show yesterday. And of course, the social distancing charity playmat from Face to Face Games. Big thanks to them for sponsoring the show, Canada's Biggest Magic Store. Final thoughts of the day? I think the final thought of the day has been made quite a few times. The decks are just fun, and magic is supposed to be fun. And even if you can't get together with your friends and play stuff like this, it's still good to have it. And we're hoping that both of these decks inspired you to kind of flex your muscles while you're in quarantine and build something that maybe isn't as tuned or as awesome as you think maybe EDH decks need to be these days. Because these aren't high-powered killing machines. They're just for fun. And in the end of the day, I think that's what the game should be. That's what CCO Nation's all about. 
that's what I think Commanders should be all about. And if you're playing to win, that's fine. But I think if you're playing to have fun, you're going to win every time anyway. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Um, they just banned high-power killing machines in our country anyways. Uh, you probably have heard all about it from everybody calling in the radio station. <laughs> yes. I have <laughs> I have heard about that, actually, believe it or not. Um, but that that's bad stuff, Ron. You want to talk about... Good stuff, and good stuff is happening right here on Commander Cookout Podcast, and we are going to keep the good vibes going next week when we're back again for another super jank deck on another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ooh.